0: After my third TEDx talk, which was a few days ago, I spoke to a couple who came up to me afterward, a man and a woman, and they told me how much they reduced their waste, but they would not consider anything more than than what they already did. People love considering the biggest things immune from consideration, like flying or heating their homes to 70 degrees in the winter and cooling them to 60 degrees in the summer, leaving the air conditioner on while they're not home, just so it's cool for the 30 seconds when they get home that it would take for the air conditioning to kick in. Or getting takeout when they have vegetables in the fridge, most of which they throw out in a disgusting, in my opinion, display of entitlement. That, you know, I'm sure you've been reading about how much food waste there is and how much it affects all these other environmental issues. And people, like, they'll buy cauliflower thinking, oh, this I'll eat. And then they get takeout and not eat that so it spoils. So my TEDx talk is about how after you act, you'll be glad you did and wish that you had earlier. I say in the TEDx talk, People don't want to do small things. They want to do meaningful things. And that when you act on something you care about, something that's meaningful to you, not just people telling you what to do, but looking inside and finding what does the environment mean to you, what I do on my podcast with my guests. Well, you may start small, you may start big, but since you like it, what you pick for yourself, you'll do more. So as long as you keep working on things you find meaningful, big is inevitable, as is joy. They said that they loved my talk But he said, I just don't see how I can live my life without flying. Actually, people keep asking me, what can I do? Everyone knows polluting behavior of theirs, from bottles and takeout containers to vacations beyond the imagination of emperors before that they consider themselves entitled to, to eating unhealthy amounts of meat and food flown from around the world, while local food that they don't even consider buying is right there and local farmers are going out of business. The experiential active learning educator in me wants to say, figure it out. It's all there. And come back to me and tell you your answer. It's not like millions of web pages aren't giving you ideas. They're all there for you. You can change plenty. Most things, improvements, not something sacrificing, but improvements that like cutting out eating junk and other pure life improvements. That's before you have to challenge yourself. And those challenging things you'll like after you do them. Generations ago, nobody threw anything away. Now, I have to help pay billions of dollars a year just to haul junk out of the city that nobody wanted in the first place to landfills that I also have to pay for. That's from looking up New York City's Department of Sanitation's budget. Changing your life is the point. You're addicted to flying, you're addicted to all these things that pollute. If you want to change the outcome, you have to change the cause. Your behavior, your beliefs. My point which I say over and over again here, is that you will be glad that you changed no matter how big the changes are. You will wish that you started earlier. Nobody believes me. Almost nobody acts on this. I barely get any feedback from people saying, I've acted. When I do, they say, I wish I had earlier, as I predicted. Well, you're not abstractly hurting people when you do these things. You're hurting people definitely, and generations will suffer for your jaunt to Machu Picchu and your brief moments of cold air when you get home and the air conditioner was on all day while no one was home. You have to change your life if it relies on behavior that hurts billions of people for generations to come. No amount of dreaming for some deus ex machina invention like an airplane that runs on rainbows will change that you are paying to pollute now. You're paying people to burn fossil fuels. We have to change our behavior. Even if you think governments should change or corporations should change, everyone living unsustainably we'll have to change too. That means you, that means me, that means all of us. I can speak from my personal experience that the more that I change, the more I like the changes. You can't keep living the way generations of scientists have said, we'll create the results that we are already seeing. And they've been very clear that we have seen nothing so far by 2020 compared to what will come. You've read the headlines, you know all this stuff. The question is, are you acting on it? So much I've said before, you're hurting future generations who are helpless to defend themselves. I'm, this is not me, right? This is, past generations didn't think that we could do what we're doing now. It's clear that we're doing what's happening now. It's every year's yet another hottest year on record. There's yet more and more plastic in the ocean, yet more mercury in the fish. We are hurting future generations who are helpless to defend themselves. After talking to this guy, I started wondering, how different is neglecting to try to live sustainably from child abuse? Now, that's a big, fraught term. So I'm asking the question, I'm trying to figure it out, but how different is it to pollute knowing that future generations who are alive today, that they will suffer by the billions from things that we are doing today? How different is that from child abuse? First, it's physically not in the moment assaulting someone, but the similarities are strong. I wonder if there's something to this angle. For one thing, also, I'm not a parent, so I can't imagine or I can only try to imagine, but I don't think I can really imagine how it feels to hear that leveled at me, however accurate it may be. And so I imagine some adults would react pretty strongly to it, but some might act strongly in different directions. I asked some friends for their thoughts on this because I didn't want to just blindly spout it out on this podcast without getting some thoughts. They surprisingly easily agreed that there's something to it. Now, there are risks to it that people may lash back. I'm not sure. One person pointed out how much people will defend themselves. If they don't stop, they'll probably feel like they can't stop, and they'll rationalize why what they do is good and reinforce doing what they've done, filing the claim under some groundless attack and just dismissing it. That could be. That might happen. I would disagree with that, but it's possible. I suggested targeting the message to children. They don't need to fly for work, and for them to call it what older people are doing to most of their lives, these children, that maybe they have a lot more grounds for it. I mean, I got something like 50 years left, but they might have 70, 80 years, if not cut short of living in a a hellscape. I mean, I don't know how much you've read of, of what could happen. Anyway, another friend suggested that changing beliefs so much might not be possible. A lot of people think they associate flying with cultural exchange and good and stuff like that. And getting that all the way over to child abuse might not be possible. But I pointed out how we changed drunk driving from when I was a kid. It was something, it was sometimes okay. People would sometimes say things like, you know, one drink calms me down, actually. I drive a little better with one drink. Oh, two might be too much, but one drink is okay. Now we would view that as tantamount to murder or cigarettes. In my high school in the 80s, the principal smoked a pipe, smoked tobacco in the school building. Now I think people would view doing that smoking cigarettes or uh, a pipe in a building in a, in a high school as giving children cancer and giving them addictions. I think this level of change has happened before and within one lifetime, and actually within a decade. A friend also suggested creating an alternative. That is, uh, there's an alternative to smoking, which is not smoking. For drinking and driving, we created designated drivers and programs to get people rides home So if we don't create alternatives to what people now consider essential, people may feel they can't act, even though they easily can, and that might result in reinforcing the beliefs that sustain polluting behavior, like that they can't do anything about it, which of course is a lie, but that's how people feel. Now there's plenty of low-hanging fruit in the form of leisure travel, especially in the US, where you don't need to fly, but there's beautiful land everywhere. A friend of mine and I, we rode bikes from Philadelphia to Maine and back when we were 16 years old. That's available to anyone. The less fit someone is to do something like that, the more they'll benefit from it. Most people are near a coast with a beach. There's beautiful all-around, within driving distance that they want to drive, but they could take buses and trains. And the rest of the world, it's it's a beautiful world. Most business travel is also low-hanging fruit, easily cut in favor of just not having so many meetings or meeting by video. There's plenty of times and people know full well they don't have to go and they, they go because it's a junket, they want to travel, but they don't have to. Anyway, the big difference, why this idea sticks with me, not as shrill yelling or name-calling, is that nobody suggests stopping child abuse by taxing it or raising its cost a few percent as a way to deter it. If a helpless child receives a black eye from a parent or is emaciated or somehow abused, we have decided as a culture... That justice can go as far as taking a parent's child away. This seems possibly the greatest execution of justice, short of outright execution, maybe beyond it. And yet we consider it appropriate. We do almost anything to protect a child from harm. How about no future for billions of children facing starvation, disease, wars over resources, billions of climate refugees, and all the things you've read about? How about an adult that takes pleasure in abusing a child, Is there not a special place in your heart for the, not heart, but like a rage that you feel for an adult that takes pleasure in abusing a child? Do you also feel another level of revulsion? How about adults that fly first class to Acapulco or India to take a place nearly halfway around the world for most people listening? Many for some meditation retreat or to see something that they consider exotic. I'd take a bus to a meditation retreat. It's a short ride away. So can they, but they prefer to get their pleasures with tens of tons of CO2. Maintaining a military to maintain the global supply lines. Who knows who gets hurt along the way? Destroying communities with the misfortune to live over the fossil fuel extraction site and destroy the land and sea there too. Should we add animal abuse? This recording, you hear my voice right now, is my first publicly sharing the idea. So it may need refinement. I think it almost certainly does. Maybe it needs rejection. I'm not proposing adopting it. But considering it, I wasn't abused, so I don't know, would someone who was abused feel hurt? Or maybe they would feel empowered. How would that feeling change as disasters accumulated? Might it not be strong enough? I also anticipate that the people who would share it would be children. I fear for my future, and many of them face 40 years more than I would of what scientists have predicted for generations, and the adults who could have acted didn't. How justified or not would you consider children facing most of a life of a healthscape? not of their making, to say something like that. How bad would it be for children to levy the charge at adults? Might it lead to faster change? Which I contend people will be glad that they've done. When I hear an adult say, oh, I'm so so happy to see how younger people are taking responsibility. When I hear that, I hear an adult trying to shirk their responsibility. And people who, leaders, prefer taking responsibility. They like accountability. I don't understand this. Knowing that they could act and not acting tragically, it's a responsibility that he or she, these adults, would consider improving his or her life to change. Well, how about when the children point out what they're doing? Could we move from merely taxing and making slightly more expensive to making many behaviors illegal that pollute, maybe with penalties on the scale of penalties we give child abusers? How is heating the planet, poisoning its air and water, using up non-renewable resources, and not trying to change, not abusing children, billions of children. Yes, it's not hurting one person with your fist or emaciating them or starving them or however people abuse their children, but it's affecting billions for a thousand years to come, maybe more. What do you think of this perspective? I'm curious, you listeners. If you see problems, can you think of ways to improve it? That is, if this way did work, if within a few years people did feel like it's child abuse to pollute the world unnecessarily, what would have to have changed from what I shared to what worked well. I wonder if anyone has pursued this idea before. When I searched environment child abuse, nothing came up about the environment, the uh, trees and clouds and things. They would talk about the environment of, of, that a child lived in where they were being abused. So I haven't heard it regarding in the environment. Though smoking and drunk driving campaigns have sounded similar in terms of you're hurting children. Think about the children. How about a social media campaign showing pictures of people polluting with a hashtag child abuse? Is this crazy? Is this backward? Is this counterproductive? Is there a kernel in it that could work? This is my question to you, because I feel like this could get us off of taxing things that when we actually change, we'll be glad that we did, and people just simply not taking responsibility to people thinking more seriously about what they're doing and how much they're hurting future generations. Undeniably, unquestionably, And stopping them from sweeping it under the rug. I'd love your thoughts.